that sweet aroma I'm bold and beautiful I can hardly wait to taste Early morning Something wonderful Is about to make my day Hey! Give me a good cup of coffee Give me a word that rocks me a whole lot of Jesus and a little caffeine. World waits out the front door. Let it wait just a bit more. Because I need Jesus and a little caffeine. Hello, everybody out there in podcast land, and welcome to another episode of Jesus and Coffee. Amen. My name is Jay Brooks, and I'm your host for this devotional Bible study. I'm a Christian, a husband, a father, and a grandfather. I love Jesus, and I love coffee, hence the name of this broadcast. I have my Bible open in front of me in a nice hot mug of dark roast coffee, so I have everything I need to start my day. This isn't really about coffee, it's all about Jesus. I just drink coffee while I'm doing it, and I happen to love this song by John Waller. My wife and I met him in August of 2017 at a free concert he gave in a church here in New England. We had a nice conversation and he wasn't trying to get rid of us. He was genuinely interested in getting to know us a little bit. Check out his music and if you have a chance to go see him I highly recommend it. He is a good Christian brother who loves Jesus and loves coffee so that makes him my kind of guy. So let's get things started, shall we? Today I will be reading once again from the ESV. I'm going to read John chapter 20 verses 3 through 13. Let's pray and get into the word. Almighty God, we come to you in the name of Jesus and we ask you to open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things from your word. Change us with your word because we desperately need to be changed. Speak to us through your word because we desperately need to hear your voice and reveal us yourself to us from your word because we desperately need to know you. Amen. So Peter went out with the other disciple, and they were going toward the tomb. Both of them were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. And stooping to look in, he saw the linen cloths lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen cloths lying there, and the face cloth, which had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes, but Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, and as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white, sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. The word of the Lord. Amen. Okay, folks. So Peter and John return to their homes. My take on this is that they do so in a state of confusion. In verse 9, Jesus tells us that they did not yet understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. I think what they believed is that Mary was right when she said the tomb was empty. Since there would be no reason to include verse 9 if they believed Jesus was alive again. Mary, however, lingers at the tomb. She is also confused, and she is worried about where Jesus' body may have been placed. Then Mary stoops to look inside and sees something Peter and John did not. She sees two angels sitting there where the body had been, one at the head and one at the feet. 
While she is seeing these angels, Peter and John are either on their way home or have arrived already. No doubt John, who had taken Mary, the mother of Jesus, into his home, told her about the empty tomb and the grave clothes being left behind. I imagine that was an interesting conversation. I think it may have gone something like this. Mother, I have something to tell you. Mother, because Jesus told him from the cross that this was now his mother. What is it, my son? Because Jesus told her from the cross he was now her son. Um, uh... I don't know how to tell you this. Just tell me, my son. After the events of this past week, I can handle anything. Well, Mary Magdalene went out to Jesus' tomb this morning and found it was empty. Empty? How could it be empty? How could she even know it was empty? Wasn't there a large stone covering the mouth of the tomb? And wasn't it sealed with a Roman guard standing watch? That's exactly what Peter and I were thinking. So we ran out to the tomb to see for ourselves. And I beat him, by the way. You beat him? What do you mean you beat him? I beat Peter to the tomb. You mean you outran him and got to the tomb first? Yes, I did. Who cares? I care. Well, my son, 2,000 years from now, nobody will know or care that you beat Peter in a silly foot race. Mother, I will make sure everybody knows. I am going to write a book and it will be a bestseller and the whole world will know that I won the race to the tomb. You are going to write a book about running faster than Peter? Aye! And getting to the tomb first? Don't be ridiculous. Who would buy such a book? No, mother. I am going to write a book about Jesus and throw in the little tidbit about me beating Peter in the race to the tomb. Never mind this nonsense. Tell me what you saw when you won your race with Peter. Well, like I said, I got there first. Yes, yes, I know. You won the race. You got there first. You're going to write a book. Will you please tell me what happened after you won your silly race? Well, when I got there, I stopped outside the tomb. The stone was rolled away, and the Roman guards were no longer there. You ran faster than Peter, and you got to the tomb first, and you stopped and looked inside. Why? Why did you race to get there first and then stay outside? Um, I don't know. But at least I got there first. I know, I know already. You got there first. What did you see when you got there? Well, I bent over to look inside and I could see the strips of cloth Jesus was wrapped in lying there, but there was no body. Did Peter give up or did he arrive eventually? Oh yes, he was that far behind. He was just a few yards maybe. Okay, this is like pulling teeth. Maybe I should go see Peter and so I can find out what happened. Sorry, mother. Peter arrived and went inside. Then I followed him in. The only thing there was the strips of cloths he was wrapped in. What I found curious is the face cloth was not lying with them. It was neatly folded in a place by itself. Praise God! Jesus is alive! How do you know, Mother? I know my son is alive because of what you just told me. Only two things are possible. Either someone stole the body or Jesus came back to life. If someone stole the body, they wouldn't have unwrapped him first. Jesus must have folded the face cloth and placed it there separately so we would know. After all, I taught him to always make his bed when he gets up. He's a good boy. Folks, this is a total fiction. I have no secret knowledge. I just thought I would have some fun thinking about what that conversation would have been like. And if you will permit me to do a little more guesswork, I think John included the tidbit about him beating Peter to the tomb to show that even though Peter is thought of as the most zealous of Jesus' disciples, John, the disciple Jesus loved, was moved to get there first. His love for Jesus put a drive in him to find out what Mary was talking about as soon as humanly possible. 
I like to speculate. I enjoy trying to figure out what may have happened. I don't base my theology on speculation. However, I find it sometimes helps me my devotion. Jesus, Mary, and all the others were in fact human. That means sometimes they did things that we do. The fictitious conversation I included in today's podcast helped me to remember the humanity of the people we are reading about. I hope you enjoyed it. And once again, I thank you for listening to Jesus and Coffee. Amen. And may God richly bless you.